Philippians chapter number 3, we'll pick up where we left off. We'll continue teaching on the end. Uh, the Bible says a lot of different things about the end. We understand we covered the end as far as a period of time. And then uh, we've seen that all flesh has an end, and the lost have an end, and backsliders have an end. Uh, nations have an end that forget God. Uh, wickedness has an end. Uh, Psalm 7 verse 9, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to the end. And end. And then we ended up with this one last week on uh, the enemies of God. Amen. Enemies of the cross. Verse 17 Brethren, be followers together of me. Mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I've told you often, and now tell you weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Amen. Father, we ask you to bless today's Sunday school lesson. Be thou magnified in all said and done church and use the preachers all around the world. God, touch old men as they open up the book and may you speak to them through it in Jesus' name. Amen. Who mind earthly things? I mean, let me ask you a question. Where's your head at? <laughs> right? It's real important that you uh, know it's Philippians 3. I started with 17. I just quoted 18 and 19. It says, Whose glory is their shame who mind earthly things. The question is, where is your, where's your head at today? A lot of people got their head in places of which I cannot tell you. Amen? And, uh, but uh, people, people ain't thinking. Their head's, their head's in the wrong place. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 14. Let's look at that real quick. Hold your place there and look at Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, 13 said, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers, pilgrims on the earth. And they that say such things declare plainly seek a country. And truly, if they'd been mindful, see their minds full of, mindful of that country from once they came out, they might have an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, than heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. The bottom line is, is you, you keep your mind where it ought not be, you'll have an opportunity to go back where it shouldn't go. Amen? People think about the old life all the time. They think about what they used to do, where they used to go, the music they used to listen to, the people they used to run with, the pleasures of the flesh that they had. They wind up going back there. And the end of those things is death. The wages of sin is death. You know, that's written to a Christian, right? We use that soul went into a lost person. But you're dealing with a saved man in Romans 6 and it ends up the wage of sin is yeah. death. God's trying to tell a Christian, you want to serve the flesh? You want, to, you want to be a servant of sin? Guess where the wages is? It'll kill you. You'll die. Or you can serve the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. Amen? Who are you going to yield your members to? And it all deals with how your mind's set on that thing. People don't want to hear today that sin is an issue. But it'll kill you. Amen. The people you run with, they'll kill you. They'll rob you of your spirituality. You got to be careful. Amen. I'd rather run with Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. Amen. Than I would uh, all that junk out there. 
It'll mess you up. They got a new show coming out called Wicked City. It's all about murder and sex and perversion. I'm telling you. And that's what people sit around and get entertained by. They get entertained by murder. They get entertained by sex. They get in their minds in a place that ought not be. It ain't, their mind ain't about the Holy Bible. Their mind's not about salvation and the salvation of others. Amen? Philippians chapter number 3. They're enemies of the cross. There's all kinds of enemies out there of the cross. Who wants to take away the cross? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who want to get rid of it, the things of God. Whose end, do you see that, verse 19, is destruction. Guess where they're going? They're going to hell. Not only will they be destroyed physically, they'll be destroyed spiritually. Hell is a place of everlasting destruction. Like one preacher said it, he said it's uh, always dying, but never able to die. Burning in the flames, corruption, just being consumed and never been able to die. Just have to suffer in that destruction forever. That don't sound like fun to me. That's where the enemy of the cross is going. Whose God is their belly? Whose glory is their shame? Who mind earthly things? It shows you where their head's at. You know, football players, they'll tell them, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. Got to get your mind on what you're doing. Our boss has a thing around the shop. He's got... Peggy Crow made him a bunch of little signs. It says, uh, it says, uh, uh, I don't even know what it says anymore. I just lost it. It says, uh, what Dan Wright? His dad, his, his dad or Earl used to say, keep your mind on your knitting. Oh, his sign says, think good parts. Think good parts. You know what he wants? He wants us to keep our head in the game. You know, when you sit there and you do something that's so monotonous and it's just over and over and over again, your mind wanders. You want to make good parts? You want to be a good employee? You've got to keep your mind where it belongs. Think good parts. Think good parts. Well, you've got to think good things. You've got to have your mind where it needs to be. Look across the page. It said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are... Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. Where's your head at? That's what he's trying to get you to do. God don't want us to be thinking that. What do we cover in Colossians chapter number 3? Set your affections on things above, not on things of earth. So these people are thinking of earthly things. They're thinking about their belly. They're thinking about their flesh. They're thinking about what they consume. You know what we are in this world? We're consumers. <laughs> Amen. You know what Brother Estep said? He said, uh, is all you're going to do is go through this life is uh, consume products? A consumer, huh? Suck air. Suck air and consume products. That's what we do. That's what people are. God didn't put us on the earth just to go buy and purchase and live in stores. But that's what you, you would think our purpose here in life is, right? The world, that's all they want. That's all Christmas is, is what? Christmas ain't about Jesus Christ. It ain't about a baby in a manger. Christmas is about how much I can get. And you're judged upon how much you spend on Christmas. And the whole world, they're already trying to pump the prime the pump out there. Well, 21% of the people of America has already got all their Christmas presents purchased. Oh, they're liars. They're all, all it is is about trying to get you to the store. There's a bunch of companies that thrive, and 75-plus percent of their business is all about what you purchase at Christmas time. 
and they're already priming the pump. That's all advertisement is on the radio and television. Get you to buy something you don't need. Get your head someplace that don't belong. Amen. People's tr the, the devil's trying to get you to forget about what he's trying to do to you and where you're going and where he wants to take you. And God's trying to get your attention focused on him and on the things that are real and that's on right because there is an end. And he's trying to let you know the end of the enemies are what? Destruction. Verse 20, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who's the Savior? Isn't that simple? Pretty plain right there. Where's he at? Amen. You know what Earl Hughes said about Acts chapter 1? He said the last time it was reported he was heading that direction. <laughs> they seen him going up. He was heading to heaven, man. He's heading that direction. You know what John said? He's there sitting at the right hand of the Father. Amen. Making intercession for us up there. We have an advocate. Jesus Christ the righteous. He's up there pleading our case. Amen. He's in heaven. Guess what? He's coming from heaven. Guess where he's going to take us? To heaven. Verse 21. Who shall change our vile body? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. What are you according to that right there? Vile. Amen. Amen. Vile body. That it may be fashioned like on this glorious body. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting a brand new body. Praise God. According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. He can take care of any problem you got. You got a problem? You, you got a personal problem? You got a problem with a person? He can take care of them. He can subdue them. Amen. He can subdue, he can subdue the devil. He can subdue no matter who it is. He can take care of the greatest oppressors. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. St. Corinthians chapter 11. God will take care of our enemies and his enemies. God will take care of nations. God will take care of the backsliders. God's going to take care of the lost. Amen. This group of people is a big problem too today. St. Corinthians 11. Let's go to verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Yep. All these people see a bright light standing at the foot of their bed. They better be careful. Yeah. They all want to think it's Jesus. It ain't. A lot of people said, I've seen this image come in my room. Yeah, I, I tell it to go back to hell where it came from. Yeah. Amen. Jesus ain't going to come and appear to you like that. The next time he appears, when he makes an appearing, he's in the clouds. Amen. And we're going to meet the Lord in the air. Yeah. Right? Didn't say we're going to meet him at the foot of our bed or in our closet in our hospital room. Jesus don't make appearances like that. And listen, I'm, I'm telling you, these people turn around and, and try to tell you they were taken to heaven and they come out and they want to write books about all this kind of stuff that little boy went. Yeah. It, it ain't true. Amen? It, it ain't true. It just it's Hollywood uh, sensationalizes a bunch of things. Amen? They're all trying to sell books and trying to do all that. Listen, I got everything I need to know about heaven. I got everything I need to know about hell. I don't have to take a trip there to believe it. I don't have to go overseas to Israel to walk up a hill and say, oh, this is where Jesus died to believe it. Amen. I don't have to go to Mount of Olives and say, oh, this is where Jesus stood. I don't have to do it. I believe it by faith. I've already been there Amen. by faith. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit of God took me by faith when the guy preached about hell and the tribulation and God showed me and I believed it. 
Listen, amen, amen. I, I understand there's a lake of fire out there. I don't have to go look at it. I don't have to smell the smoke to believe it. I believe the book, the Holy Spirit of God dealt with me about it, and by faith I accept it and receive it, and that's enough. I don't have to spend $6,000 for me and my wife to go over there to tell you great little stories or when I can go right here in this book. Amen? I didn't get a lot of amens on that. You guys, I must root your Holy Land trip. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Verse 14, No marvel, Satan himself is transformed in an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. You know what that is? That's a counterfeit. The devil counterfeits everything. When I'd come out of the Green County Jail after preaching in there and witnessing in there, I, I'd come out of there and uh, I would always say, they don't even suspect the devil. People don't even suspect that the devil would counterfeit Christianity, that there would be a counterfeit Christ, there'd be counterfeit preachers, there'd be counterfeit Bibles, there'd be counterfeit uh, Holy Ghost experiences. They don't think the devil would counterfeit anything. I'm telling you, that's where he does his greatest work as a counterfeit. And I'm talking about his preachers fall for it. Amen. Amen. Listen, Listen, people want to attribute things that they see in the flesh to the work of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, you can counterfeit the work of the Holy Ghost. And I I get tired of that. Amen? Amen, amen. Well, I'm not getting much amens on that. You've got to be careful. Men will try to... Just because a man screams and hollers when he prays doesn't mean that that God's anointing him when he's screaming. <laughs> Just because a woman is crying and bawling her eyes out in church doesn't mean the Holy Ghost is. That's the Holy Ghost. Listen, you can see the wind blow, but you can see the leaves move, right? Yeah. But it could be a fan blowing it instead of the wind actually being propelled by a power. Right. It's the power behind the wind that, that's, that's yeah. doing all that. Amen. And people counterfeit it. I'm scared of anybody trying to counterfeit somebody. You see a preacher come in here and preach a certain way and people think because God used that that that's the manner in which the Holy Ghost is. I'm telling you, you can go down the hills and you can go through West Virginia and Appalachia and sit back and these preachers, they all start hacking and they think that's the Holy Ghost. I'm not against a man that hacks. You understand? But hacking's not the Holy Ghost. Hacking started from a preacher that spit in a platoon. Amen? Uh, spittoon, amen. He go. Ah, the Bible says, huh? uh, uh, Jesus loves you. Huh? No, I'm just making a joke. Hello, you understand? Listen, Harry Nix and Dax hack. I'm not against them hacking, but that's not the Holy Ghost. But everybody in the hills thinks you're not anointed of the Holy Ghost if you don't hack. And they counterfeit that. They work at that. They practice that. You understand? There's people in the hills think because I got notes up here, I'm not full of the Holy Ghost, and I don't know the Holy Ghost because I typed a verse or two on a piece of paper so I can remember it. Amen. They're 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 crazy. They have an attitude that down there. You just take a verse and take a fit, and you scream and you jump and you rail and you holler, and uh, when you get done, you don't know what the guy said. But man, we went to church. What'd you learn? I don't know, man. But it was gone. It was on. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, they're, they're so confused, and that's why you got 50,000 different denominations and religions out there because the devil counterfeits. You understand? 
I'd rather a man come down here and know the scriptures and honestly understand what was said and place faith in Christ than to have a bunch of people that just come down here and weep and sling snot all over the place and nothing ever gets accomplished because they don't know what they're believing. They don't know who they're trusting. That's the issue. And the devil will use emotional circumstances sometimes to trip people up. You must know whom you're putting your faith in. You must know the facts according to the scriptures. And the devil gets everybody worked up into a frenzy. Listen, you, you, I've seen people try to work up the Holy Ghost, and you know what? All they got to do is uh, the, the, all of a sudden somebody comes up, and they do their little performance, and everybody just seems like they just click in. This is how we're supposed to serve Christianity. Now, I don't like it like that. I like it when the Holy Ghost blows in and blows up everybody's uh, program. Amen. We got a plan to go this way, and God goes a different way. Amen. Listen, I know men that, 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 and I'm not against them. They had God show up in their camp meetings, and, and God would show up in their camp meeting, and then next thing you know, that's the way we got to do it every time. So and so preached on hard on sin, so this is the way it's got to be done. And then at the end of the meeting, some guy preached on the glory, and we all ran the aisles, and we all hugged one another, and it was God. Well, what if God wants glory the first day of the week and hard sin on the last day of the week? You just don't pigeonhole God and comp. Listen, God don't have a copyright on that. When God walks in, He does something. Listen, Phil Kidd preached a message on uh, a glimpse of glory, and he organized that thing. And man, I'm telling you, God got in that. And somebody wanted him to retape it, so he went somewhere else and tried to retape it. It was a retape, and it was a retake, and some people enjoyed it, and people shouted, but it just didn't have what that first one had. You understand what I'm saying? You can't recreate that when God shows up. Harry Nix preached over there at Charity on uh, uh, an I shall return. And I'm telling you, heaven got down. And man, for man, at 1 o'clock in the morning, that place was going crazy. God showed up in a mighty way and used Harry Nix. You know what? Harry Nix preached I shall return a lot of different churches. It just never was quite like that. Because when God shows up and does what he wants to do, you can't counterfeit that. And a lot of people try to counterfeit it. And a lot of people try to redo it. And I'm not saying you can't do something with it. But I'm just trying to tell you, you cannot copy, uh, counterfeit the Holy Ghost. Or you can counterfeit the Holy Ghost. Amen. But you can't create them. You can't work them up. We can sing the right songs. We can cry. We can do whatever we want to do. We can try to orchestrate it. But God's got to show up. He's got to anoint it. He's got to bless it. If he don't anoint it and he don't bless it, there ain't nothing. Ain't nothing I don't care what we do. People counterfeit them all the time. Amen? Amen? I can't create the conviction of the Holy Ghost. I can condemn you, but I can't put you under conviction. I can't work on your conscience. Only the Holy Ghost can work on that and do something. Right? I don't know your heart. But God's got to do a work. And religion counterfeits God. That's why we've got to be careful. I don't have, I'm not against hard preaching. I'm not against godly singing. I'm not a good, against sound teaching. But God's got to show up and do something. I can't counterfeit that. And I don't make no attempt to counterfeit that. You understand? I'm losing you. Look at what it says. Therefore is no great thing if his ministers be transformed how? As the ministers of righteousness. Amen. I watched a, uh, a fake healer the other night. Amen. He's a fake healer in Columbus. And uh, he says some good things. He was a preacher. He's preaching better than some of the preachers I know. 
I mean, he could, Rod Parsley was a preacher. He was magnifying the Lord. I'm not against somebody magnifying the Lord. But he's trying to heal all these people. And the article that I watched on Now the End Begins is Rod Parsley's now been diagnosed with cancer. And instead of having faith healers touch him and heal him, he's now going to medical route and going to doctors, amen, trying to get his cancer healed. But he's telling everybody else and made millions off of people and suckers, amen, that would come in there and trust him to lay hands on them and heal them. He'd have fake healings and stuff like that and then turn around and try to milk all these people of their money. And now he's doing what all Roberts did and all these other faith healers do. They go to doctors. They condemn you for going to a doctor, but when they're sick and they need help with cancer, they're going to doctors. Oral Roberts, man. Amen. He's a, he's a fake healer. Not a faith, but he's a fake healer. And he builds a hospital on Oral Roberts University property. Amen. Why does a faith healer have a hospital? He's a fake. Amen. Why do they wear, why do they wear glasses? Amen. Isn't that funny? You know, John Hagee uh, runs with Benny Hinn and Jesse Duplantis and all them fake, fake healers. And uh, what he turned around and did, they had a man in named David Ring. And David Ring comes in. He was a young man that was uh, called to preach. He had cerebral palsy. And he preaches on why do the righteous suffer. And he come in there and he's preaching with cerebral palsy and he's saying that how God's using him the way he is, how come you can't do something for God? And John Hagee brings a, 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 a man of cerebral palsy in and he uses him to make money and to get people to understand Bible truths, but he won't heal the man of palsy. And when you read Mark chapter number 2, there was a man that had palsy, sick of the palsy, right? And four men came and tore the roof off and took him to Jesus. Well, why don't Jesse Duplantis and John Hagee and, and uh, a couple of these others, Benny Hinn, amen, and Todd Bentley and all these guys, and heal, amen, David Ring. You want to talk about selling money. You want to talk about selling books. You want to heal that man of his palsy. You claim you're a healer. Heal him. Don't use his sickness and then rebuke everybody else because they're sick and have a disease. Heal the palsy. Bring four other faith healers. You got faith. Hey man, ain't you got faith? Come on, faith healer. You tell me I ain't got faith. Where's your faith, faith healer? You stinking counterfeits? Amen. Amen. Heal David Ring. You want a really good message? Heal him. Don't use him. Heal him. Amen. Don't use him to jerk sympathy and tears out of your people and then rake in a bunch of money and have a series on why the righteous suffer and sell all his DVDs and his tapes all over the place. Heal the man that will sell. Amen. These guys won't do it. They're fakers. They're counterfeits. Want to make me mad? Amen. That'll do it. Dwayne Risco. Amen. Coach at Dwayne, the, the host of the fire show. Turn around and he went up there and he was on the stage with Ernest Angeli and, and all them preachers and, and my grandpa would take Dwayne to those meetings and he'd watch all that stuff and, and uh, grandpa got sick. Dwayne took him to Ernest Angeli. And guess what happened? Ernest Angeli couldn't heal grandpa. And Dwayne got mad and quit God. But when he walked out of Ernest Angeles, they couldn't heal his dad and people being knocked out left and right and being touched. Amen. When he went outside, he seen all these vans from Buffalo and, and all over the, the country were there. 
And he watched sick people getting mounted back up in those vehicles that didn't get healed. You know why? Because Ernest Angeli couldn't heal. He's a fake. He's a fake healer. Amen? Amen. Listen, they counterfeit. You know what they do? They damn millions of souls to hell. Said how? Because they're preaching something from the book that's not true. They counterfeit, pretend they're real ministers. Amen. I, I watched a guy sit back and, and uh, tell off about Robert Tilton. He said, Robert Tilton and I, we used to go to these fake healing meetings and we sit back and we'd imitate these fake healers and we'd practice our preaching and doing our sermonizing. And he said, I can actually do it better than Robert. And he, he imitated it, showed how he could hack and do all this kind of stuff. But Robert Tilton took it. And Robert Tilton wound up making millions and millions and millions of dollars off of suckers. And they take you, uh, a television show wound up going to where Robert Tilton sent all his correspondence to. All his correspondence went to a bank. And all his correspondence, amen, they walked back behind the bank and there was a dumpster. And they went back there and they're recording this and they're videotaping this. And they go and they start pulling some of the envelopes out from the bank. And there's a little boy who had a picture in there. He said, Dear Robert Tilton, I'm sending you a picture of me and I, I want you to pray for my daddy. He's a drunk and beats my mama, blah, 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 blah. And we need healing. And Tilton never seen a prayer request. And they kept reading prayer requests in this whole dumpster that a bank does. They get the paychecks, they take the money out, they throw the prayer request and everything in a dumpster. Fake healers, counterfeits. You know what? People see that junk. Amen. They know it's a counterfeit. And they go down to the bar and they get drunk and they get high and they fornicate and sin and they make a mockery of Christianity and Jesus Christ and said it ain't real. They're fakers. They're counterfeits. They're trying to damage my business. What? For the work of the Lord to stand up as a minister of righteousness and preach the truth the way it ought to be preached. Yeah. Amen. You know what their end is? Look at this. Whose end shall be according to their... Guess where they're going? Matthew chapter number 7. I'll show you where they're going. Matthew chapter number 7. These men are counterfeits. Their ends are going to be according to their works. These men are deceiving people. They're deceivers. They're liars. They're going to burn, man. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me, In that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never would. They weren't born again. They just used his name to accomplish a purpose for themselves. Yeah. And they never knew them through the new birth. Amen. Amen. Depart from me, ye work, uh, ye that work iniquity. You know where they're going? They're going to burn. They're going to burn in hell. They're going to rot forever. Amen. They're wicked. They're vile men using the name of Jesus to profit. They're counterfeits. They ain't going to go. They're going to burn. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 19. Well, let me show you something else. Revelation uh, 13. 
talking about the beast and a false prophet, verse 11, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of what? Those miracles which he had power to do. Amen. In the sight of the beast, saying unto them that dwell on the earth, they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life on the image of the beast and the image of the beast both uh, or should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes both or all uh, both small and great, rich and poor, bond and free to receive a mark in the right hand or in the foreheads. Amen. Do you see that? This man can heal. He has power to heal. Revelation 16. Revelation 16. God gives him power to deceive by miracles. Isn't that something? And then he gives his men the ability to preach and not be able to perform them miracles like they did in the first early part of the church. Isn't that something? Because it's faith only when you're going to the Gentiles. Speak the word only. Amen. Verse chapter 16, verse 13. I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of who? The false prophet. They are the spirits of devils working what? Miracles. Well, I tell you, you better be careful. These are spirits of devils working miracles. They're counterfeits. They're not of God. People want to be deceived. So he sends them a deceiver. Right? The whole world's going to worship this guy. The Bible said in 2 Thessalonians, he's coming with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Ain't that funny how the charismatics are trying to copycat, counterfeit the signs of an apostle and they can't do it? Look at Revelation 2. Revelation 2, verse 2. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, how thou cannot bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars. God said, put them to the test. You'll find out who's a counterfeit or not. Drink some poison, bud. <laughs> he ain't going to do it. I'm not saying God can't heal. I'm not saying somebody believes that clown won't get healed and touched by God. But I'm telling you, they're fake healers. They're liars. They don't have the sign gifts. Amen. Just take them up to Lake Erie and have them walk across to Canada. Revelation 19. Right? They can't walk on water. Wouldn't that be funny, these so-called apostles? Go try to baptize somebody and they're standing on water. I can't. I can't. I can't go under. <laughs> huh? When's the last time they ever had a church fellowship and some guy bought three biscuits and a piece of sausage in and they, had, they fed the church at 500? Huh? We're going to have a buffet today. Jesus same yesterday, today, and forever. So Brother Nick stopped by Hardy's and brought us a biscuit, a steak biscuit. So y'all sit down, and I'm going to pass them out. And just keep feeding everybody and then take up several sacks full of biscuits to go home to eat tomorrow. Yeah, amen. You understand what I'm saying? Those guys can't do that stuff. They're counterfeits. Revelation chapter 19, verse 20. 
And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles. You see that? Who who is working miracles? False prophet. False prophet. Amen, boy. I'm telling you, he's a counterfeit. He's not real. He, the miracles he does real, but he's not real. Right. He's a fake. The false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped the image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire with brimstone, burning with brimstone. And the remnant that were slain with the sword of him that sat on the horse, which the sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. He killed them. Revelation 20. Verse 10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into a lake of fire where the beast and a false prophet what? Are. Oh. Oh. Hello. You know, you know what the new, this uh, New World Translation says? Huh? Yeah, these clowns want to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about and I use their own Bible. Revelation chapter 20. Verse 10, the devil who was misleading them was hurled into a lake of fire and sulfur where both the wild beast and the false prophet already were. Now watch this. And this, this is in parenthesis. Already were, parenthesis, semicolon, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. They got this thing in two tenses. They were, but they will be. Which is it? They were, or they, and they will be. Alright, notice what the King James says. Got to read your Bible. Where the beast and the false prophet are, comma, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. They already been there a thousand years, and they will continue to be there. And they'll be tormented not only forever, but and ever. Meaning, you can put all the evers you want together, and they'll be there ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Time will never cease where they will not burn and be tormented. But they wrought miracles. They're counterfeits. They have an end. And then of all these counterfeiters are going to be to burn in fire. Forever and ever and ever. I don't want them to go to hell. But these men stand up as liars, using Jesus' name, using his Bible, amen, to make millions off of suckers. Benny Hinn said, I don't want my gold later. I want it now. Give me my gold now. Yeah, you, that's the only hell, heaven you're going to ever face is right here. Because yep. this hell's going to be eternally long, deceiving and damning souls to hell. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, I, I ain't got no use for them fakers. And I know one thing, according to the Scriptures, I know where they're going to spend eternity. Let's go to Second Timothy. Amen. False prophets are going. The fakers are going. What else has an end? Let's look at Second Timothy. This one ought to get you to stand up shop for about three hours. That's just to get warmed up. Second Timothy. Verse 9, who, who has saved us, praise God, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, amen, but according to his own purpose and grace, 
which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Right? Verse 10. But, now, or but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. Amen. Death's been abolished. Amen. Amen. What's abolished means made mo void, disannulled, absolved. Amen. Applied chiefly to establish laws and controls and customs and institutions. To destroy, to put an end to. You know what he did? He abolished it. He put an end to death. People are still dying. This ain't over. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Chapter of the resurrection. You know, I think it's so funny is people don't believe in the uh, pre-trib rapture and all this other stuff, but they won't go to the book where the, it's dealing with the resurrections. 1 Corinthians 15 deals with the resurrections. <laughs> and in there, the rapture is a resurrection. Amen. Christ was raptured, wasn't he? They don't call it a rapture. They call it an ascension. He arose. Amen. It's part of the resurrection. Let's look at uh, verse 23. But in every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that are at his coming. Well, it don't make sense if you don't see verse 22. Amen. Verse 19. If this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Amen. Become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For in Adam all what? Die. Even so in Christ shall uh, all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ it is coming, then cometh the end. Boy, praise God. Amen. The end's coming. Amen. The last group could be raptured up. The last person's going to come up in the tribulation. Amen. Three parts. Christ the first fruits, the church, amen, pre-trib, and then in the tribulation. All his people are going to escape the wrath. The end. Well, ain't that good? Then cometh the end. Amen. When he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he hath put down all rule and authority and power, he must reign till he put all enemies under his feet. Praise God. Verse 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is... Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. He takes care of our greatest enemy outside the devil and our flesh. Who's death? Yeah. Amen. Listen, Jesus went to the graveyard. He died. He tasted death in my place. He rose again, left the door open, said, Guess what? There ain't nothing to it. I took it, I took it away. Yeah. Look at chapter number 15. Let's look at uh, verse 54. So when this corruptible had put on incorruption, this mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up where? In victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Amen. The sting of death is sin, but the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the victory in the passage? Over death. Over hell. Amen. Praise God. Over the law that stood in our way. He took it, nailed it to the cross, took it out of the way, having nailed our transgressions there, went down into the great deep of hell and took the keys away. Amen. And listen, he defeated them. Amen. 
Made a show of them triumphing over them in it. Amen. Nah, 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 nah. Had the keys mocking the devil. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Defeated it. Took my enemy away. Said the law that was against it. I took it all the way. Your sins that were troubling you. I took it all the way. Death and hell. Let's look at Revelation. Let's look at Revelation chapter 8, 1. Amen. He solved my problem. He took care of my enemies. Amen. The enemy you're facing is death. You're facing time. Time's running out. You don't know when you're going to die. You want to accomplish anything for God as a saved person. You don't know when you're going to die. You better get it done. It's an enemy. If you're lost and not saved, that's an enemy. He'll take you to hell. Revelation 1, verse 18. Jesus come up from the grave. Look at what he said. Verse 18. I am he, praise God, whew, that liveth and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. <laughs> Look at that. He amends his own preaching. Amen. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Amen. And had the keys of what? Hell and death. He went down there and he took them. The Pope will tell you, Peter's got the keys. He's a liar. Jesus got the keys. Yeah. He's got the keys of death and hell. Yeah. And when he locks that gate, shuts you up, there ain't no getting out. Boy, I tell you, he's got the keys. You, got, you better answer the man that's got the keys. Amen. He, he's going to put an end to death. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. <laughs> Glory. Something shy about, ain't it? Yeah. Verse 10, And the devil did the seed and was cast in a lake of fire Amen. and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. Yeah. Right? Shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne him sat upon it from whose face earth and heaven fled away. There's the big bang. Amen. There's found no place for them. That's a dangerous place to be. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead, amen, which were in it. And death and hell were delivered up. And the dead were, which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. You know what he did? He takes care of it. There's an end. He gets rid of death. Where does he put death? In the lake of fire. Right? 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there's no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the temple of God is with men, and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more <laughs> Woo! praise God our greatest enemy here to us amen God took care of amen we sinned against God we deserve to die the wage of sin is death God took the stinger out God removed it because he's going to finish death off one day and we have everlasting life I'm going to live forever this body may die, but my soul never died. Jesus said, Believest thou this? Yeah. I am the resurrection life, he said. He that believeth in me shall never die. Amen. Neither shall be any more pain, praise God. Neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Verse 8. 
But the fearful and unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, all and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know, he's good. He's going to take care of it. Amen. He's going to wrap it all up. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We ought to have recess and just start, go get us a chandelier and hang it up here and swing from it. Yeah. Amen. Listen, that, that ought to be our excitement, our motivator. Lord, he set us free. I don't have to face death. I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to burn forever. I don't have to face my sin. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ took care of it all. He's the victor. Has an end. But if your family ain't saved, they're going to go to a grave. Their body's going to a grave. Their soul's going to hell. And then they're going to face God at the judgment. Right? And then they'll be kicked off in a lake of fire. Well, I tell you what a bad day. You better pray. Beg God. Plead. God open their eyes. Give you an opportunity to explain it or send somebody to buy to explain it. Put them in a position in their life where they have to face God. That God would put their back against the wall. Amen. And God would have a come to Jesus meeting with them. Amen. Amen. That they would, their back would be against the wall and they'd come looking at him face to face. And they'd have to deal with their sin. Boy, you need, you need to pray that God will squeeze them. Put them in a vice. Tighten it up. Oh, man. Squeeze them. Make them squeal. Ah! Amen. Right? Listen, that's what you got to do. While man's prospering, has everything he wants, he ain't coming to Jesus. He's got to have trouble in his life. We got to pray God to trouble them. Trouble their conscience. Trouble their mind. Let them sin a good sin to where they know they're a good, rotten, filthy sinner. I'm sorry for the one they're going to perpetrate against, but listen, they need to know they're a filthy, vile, wretched sinner and what God's going to do with sin. they got to understand that. And God will take care of it to cure it. He'll solve that problem if they'll let him. We have an answer. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to speak today.